Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good to see the church so full, which I attribute to daylight savings time, mostly. (laughs) This morning I was at St. Martin's and there was like nobody there. I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And then my live streaming system didn't work this morning. So Um, so hopefully everybody is comfortable. Today we celebrate this second Sunday of Lent, and the, the readings point us to the transfiguration, and um, it's really a beautiful thing as we begin this Lenten season to, to be reminded of where we're going, right? To be reminded of where we're going. And, um, and this, this gospel passage, it always reminds me of my time in the military, and uh, especially when I look at it from the perspective of Peter and because when I was in the military, like sometimes they would do these, you know, kind of exercises where you'd have PT or physical training in the morning and you go on this run and, and they don't really tell you how far you're going. They're just like, okay, we're going on a run. And you're sitting there singing cadences and you're just staring at the person in front of you and you're like, man, this is kind of long. And, and then you come and you're coming around to your barracks and you're like, okay, we're about done. And then they just keep going right by. And, or like in ranger school, there's this one mission where there's always a movement to daylight, which basically means that like you finish your mission and then usually you change leadership and the next leadership is going to plan the movement to the patrol base. And, uh, and so, so you just start walking and, um, and this was in Florida and you're walking on the sand and, and you just walk and walk and walk and walk and, until the sun comes up in the, and nobody knows when you're going to stop walking. And it's all there to build mental toughness and, and 
let's kind of focus on like what's in front of me right now. And, uh, you know, in some ways, a more cynical person might say, well, that's just to mess with you, right? Just to mess with you. And, and in the gospel today, it, Peter kind of has this experience where he's been following our Lord for three years. And, and then this, this one particular day, Jesus grabs him and, and James and John and kind of his like close inner circle. And, and he goes up this mountain and then all of a sudden he's transfigured before them and, and his face changes and his clothes become dazzling white. And they see Moses and Elijah standing with him. And Peter must think to himself, like, oh, we made it. You know, like, this is it. Because he knows Jesus is the Messiah. He said that. But nobody really knows what that's going to look like. And so maybe this is it. Like, our Lord's transfigured. We got to see it. This is it. Let's set up three tents, and we're just going to stay here. Right? And then the cloud comes the Father's voice is heard. This is my chosen son. Listen to him. And then they go back down the mountain and they have to go through our Lord's passion, his death. St. Leo the Great, in a homily on the transfiguration, he says that you know, the transfiguration is there for a couple of reasons. Like One is to prevent the scandal of the cross so that for Peter, James, and John, when they see our Lord suffering and death, it doesn't scandalize them because they've seen our Lord in his glory. It's sort of like, I'm going to give you a preview of the end so that you can get through this difficult time. I'm going to give you a preview so that you can get through this difficult time. So it's not so much like we're messing with you. It's, I want to show you where we're going so that in the midst of suffering, trial, persecution, you know what's coming. You know the glory is coming. And the other kind of purpose of the transfiguration is to reveal to us where we're going, like to reveal to us what's going to happen to all of us at the end of our lives. You know, at, the end of our, at the end of time, at the resurrection of the body, all of us will have a transfigured body. Right? All of us will have a glorified body. And so it's, again, a reminder that when we look at our Lord, he reveals to us everything about being human, including where we're ultimately going. But we're also called to have a transfigured or transformed heart right now. Right? To have a transformed heart right now. And, and we pray in our prayer of thanksgiving every week after Mass that our hearts may be transformed and and, and what does that mean? That means like, that our heart continues to be more and more like our Lord. And, and we can experience some of those graces of transfiguration even today. Our own faces can be changed, but our own faces can be changed now. It's not just for like eternity, it's like for now. You know, another army story that came to mind this morning was when... Um, so I was an infantry officer in the Army, and I was a rifle platoon leader for the first you know, six months, and then I went to battalion support platoon, and then I was the assistant operations officer for air, so I planned like helicopter pickup and landing zones. And, and, um, and at that point, I decided to go to the seminary, and I started applying to the seminary, and I started praying more, and I stopped sinning as much. And, uh, 
And I remember one of my sergeants, he was talking to me one day and he just looks at me and he goes, sir, your face is changing. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? I don't know. You just don't look hard anymore. All right. So for him, that wasn't necessarily a good thing that I didn't look hard anymore. But I think what he was seeing was that my face was changing because my heart was changing. Right? And that happens in our lives, right? It should happen in our life. That, that as we grow in holiness, like we can see that. When we fall in love with people, we can see that. That change. You know, and, it, and it's the most effective witness, right? The most effective witness to others is maybe when our face changes. And, and we actually have joy and people just kind of look at us curiously and think to and, and say something like, you know, you used to be one way and now you're totally different. Like, what happened to you? Well, let me tell you about this person that I know who came into my life and he changed everything. You know, and, and the purpose of this season of Lent, right, is to move towards that transfiguration, the prayer and the fasting and the almsgiving that we do. Right? It's really about making space for our Lord to enter into our life and transform it so that all of us, right, all of us experience that. Like we, we pray more and we sin less, hopefully, <laughs> and our face starts to change as we come to know at a deeper level that transfiguration. You know, and that happens as we follow, as we follow the voice of the Father that says, this is my chosen son, listen to him. It's listening to our Lord. And that means that when we go to prayer, you know, we listen to him. And, and you know, how does that work? You know, it doesn't have to be that complicated. You know, sometimes when I go to prayer, I, I, I'm really distracted and I'm thinking about a million things and, and, uh, and when I remember to catch myself, it just sounds kind of like this, like, okay, Lord, I've been rambling. Like, what do you want to talk about today? Like, what do you want to reveal to me today? Like, what do you want me to preach about this weekend? You know, because I have a million ideas what I could preach about, and I'm brilliant, and it would be amazing, right? But what do you want me to say? Because what he wants me to say is so much better. It's so much better. Lord, what do you desire for this particular friendship, this particular, you know, dinner that we're having with our family, and, and, and to really, like, seek to, to listen to his voice at all times, and allow him, right, allow him to share that transfigured life with each and every one of us. And so today, let us pray that as we continue through this Lenten season, that, that our own prayer and fasting and almsgiving truly, truly facilitate the transformed life that we're called to. And that our own lives and our own faces may be witnesses to the grace and love and mercy, the healing power of our Lord Jesus Christ.